Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing, where we bring on guests and we talk about this beautiful city we call Long Beach. And now, here's your host, motivational coach, Paul Fortune. Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing. Be sure to subscribe to your uh, favorite podcast platform and like us on Facebook on It's a Long Beach Thing. We have a great show for you today. I have one of the most positive people in Long Beach here with me today, Bruce (laughs) D.D. McRae. How are you today? Hey, Paul, I'm doing great. What an honor and privilege it is to be on your podcast. And, uh, you know, it's all about the beach, Long Beach Nation. Long Beach. We are a we are a city within a great nation. Uh, we're, I, I always like to say this: we're not Orange County, we're not LA County, we're Long Beach. So uh, proud to be a part of it. That's absolutely right. Well, you have uh, some roots here in Long Beach. I know you went to Millican High School, but tell us your association with this great city. Well, I started with my mom and dad. My mom is uh, uh, was a second generation. Uh, her mom uh, moved here. Uh, well, they, they came from from Poland. My dad's family came from Scotland. Uh, my mom came to Long Beach uh, with her family, met my dad, who was in Avalon, raised in Avalon and Catalina Island. Um, and they met in Long Beach, decided to get married and uh, put down roots here in the great city of Long Beach. So I have a, a twin brother, an older brother, an older sister. Uh, we were all raised here. Three of us went to St. Anthony's. My sister graduated from St. Anthony's. My twin brother and I, uh, we lasted about a year there. It's, uh, we were told, I believe, that we were more in tune for a public school environment. And then we ended up at Millican High School. Uh, my brother, Rob, went to Marshall and over to Millican High School. But it's, uh, you know, I have uh, uh, some great children, uh, three children, well, four children. Um, and and all of them were raised here in the city of Long Beach. Um, matter of fact, one, two, wow, they all still work here in Long Beach. So uh, uh, my son is raising uh, our two grandbabies here in Long Beach. Uh, he is the associate head coach over at Long Beach State for the men's volleyball team. Back-to-back national champions a few years ago. My daughter works over at St. Joseph's grade school where all the kids went. Uh, and my son, uh, Jake, is uh, working in real estate here with uh, Ben Fisher Real Estate. So I don't know. I mean, it's I, I love the city. I mean, it's tattooed on me. I mean, how much do you love a city when you <laughs> tattoo the name of your city on you? And it's just anywhere I go in the United States, anywhere I go in the world, I carry Long Beach, not just as a tattoo, but in my heart. So, yeah, I love it. Right on. I didn't know that uh, you had some roots at St. Anthony. I, that's where I went. That's where I graduated. Did from. you? Did you? Well, yeah. the mother, mother of my children. Uh, Maureen, she went to St. Anthony's and uh, uh, she played there. She was the most written about athlete her senior year in high school, uh, Maureen McManus. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, St. Anthony's girl, Long Beach City College, and she got her uh, over to Long Beach State, has her master's degree, and she's the director of the uh, – um, I just went just, just brain dead over there – the rec department. She's the director of the rec department over at Long Beach State. That's tremendous. And then St. Joseph's. Now, I didn't go to St. Joseph's, but I went not too far away. I went to St. Maria Goretti there on uh, Palo Verde uh, and Carson. Uh, see, I'm a Cornelius guy. I went to St. Cornelius. Oh, okay. So, uh, um, you know, uh, 
we played Maria Gretti in, in, in baseball uh, quite often. You guys are a really good team, too. You always had a good team. Uh, St. Joseph's, I think we picked St. Joseph's more for the fact that they had this huge grass field. And we knew when our kids uh, had recess, they'd be out on the grass field uh, um, playing in the grass and set on asphalt like we had to at St. Cornelius. Yeah, and, and a, well, we had some grass there, too. But, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying there. So, uh, but now, I mean, you're uh... – well, let's talk about your, your journey a little bit. I mean, I know that you've been at UPS since 1979. So you got to have some stories from starting there to, to where you are now, especially uh, handling government affairs for UPS <coughs> and having uh, a handle on several states that you're a part of. So get into oh, that I've, a little How would you get into I've been, UPS? I've been blessed. You know, I'm going to have to get a cough drop real quick. Hold on one second. No problem. I'm just getting over my... Uh... My great, I call it my Long Beach cold. Everybody seemed to get the cold and cough at the same time. Yeah, the weather's yeah. changing. It, oh, I'm it, telling it you. It's us all. I'm telling you. And I work out of my garage, so it gets cold, hot, cold, hot. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's a little bit of dust that doesn't help you. As, as oh, well. oh. But I started at UPS. Uh, um, I left, uh, went to, uh, when I graduated high school, went to City College for about three months and went over to uh, City College and woke up one day and my roommate, God rest his soul, Dan McShane, we decided uh, we were moving to Hawaii. And he goes, what? You're in college. You got how many classes? And you got three jobs. We got a great apartment. And we're going to what? We're going to move to Hawaii. Why? I don't know. The waves are breaking 42 feet in Waimea. We got to go in the water. <laughs> and I'm laughing because that was on a Monday. We were in Hawaii on Friday. And I had relatives there, so we got to stay with them for a couple of weeks before we found jobs and got our own place. But I tell people I was in the Hawaii, I was in the water in Waimea in 1978 during the largest wave breaks that they've ever had. Um, I take a lot of pride in that. But remind you one thing: I was in the water with a surfboard. Doesn't mean I was surfing. I can't swim, but I wanted to be able to skate. And I was in the water in the big waves in '78. <laughs> uh, but I, I was there for about a year. And came back home um, and was, you know, in this, this decision making of what do I want to do? Um, well, I was learned how to trim trees when I was in Hawaii. So I came home, started trimming trees and UPS called. I told him, no, thank you. I don't need a job. I'm trimming trees. I'm happy as pie. Two days later, they called me again. No, thank you. I don't need a job. I'm trimming trees. I'm happy as pie. She finally called me again. Ann Williams, God bless her. Will you come in and at least talk to me, please? Rory Joe Hanley, a friend of mine, had put my name in and says, no, he needs a good job. He needs a good job. Thank God for friends. Um, and I went in there, and, and she looked at me. I had hair down the middle of my back. I had a Fu Manchu that braided with beads in it. had holes in my jeans. Uh, and she looked at me, and she just goes, you're exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> Excuse me? And she goes, you're exactly what I'm looking for. I started that night. And I've been there ever since. Blessed? Yeah. UPS, I, I, I like saying this, Paul. My God, my faith in my God, the love of my nation, my, my, my country and my city, and UPS has made me a better person. Truly, it made me a better person. Now, was I always a good person? I felt so. But, you know, I learned a lot from my company with no formal back, you know, no, no formal education. My company has given me all the education I needed. An unloader, a, a preloader, a splitter, utility driver, driver. I was a union steward with the Teamsters. I'm proud of that fact. I was a proud Teamster. 
Still got a teamster pitcher in my garage. I just, I, I believe in the teamsters. Uh, got into management and I, I worked my way all the way up and they told me I was going to be in public affairs. I was an investigator for the company and they says, we're going to move you over the region for a temporary assignment in public affairs. I'm, no, thank you. No, 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 you don't understand, Bruce. You're, you're going into public affairs, community relations. I went, no, I'm really good being a security. And, says, and at UPS, they tell you where you're going. So guess what? Um, you report to the region on Monday or you no longer have a job at UPS. Simple as that. And so I reported to the region on Monday and uh, bingo. The story says itself. I've been there uh, going on 44 years. Um, has it been easy? No. Um, has it been tough? Absolutely. Uh, is it worth getting a college education? Yes. You need one. I had to learn everything from writing skills to journalism to public speaking. It was all all a, all a gift and all learned from UPS. Well, let's go back in time to when you you know first started. At, at UPS, I'm sure you're doing a lot more manual labor stuff than down at that point in time than you are now. I mean, there, there got to have been times, especially sounds like you were pretty young. You're probably in your early 20s at the time. You're I got paid. Labor. I got paid to work out. That's what I tell people. I got paid to work out. Okay. Like you're, you're trained at UPS how to lift properly, how to move packages properly, how to drive properly. Everything is trainable. Everything is trainable, and anybody can do the job there. And I state that to people. You want to start a career, start at UPS. You know, yes, we're represented by the Teamsters, and I think that's a great thing. But if you learn how to properly lift, proper handle packages, how to drive, how to always leave yourself an out, how to pick that, everything is trainable. And if you follow the prescribed methods, you you got a career. And if you want to get into management, it, it takes you even, even to higher levels of opportunities. I've traveled the world for my company. And it all started, well, I, I don't know if... It, the blog's probably not. Is it a video blog? But yeah, if it yeah, is, there's some video here. Yep. That's my uh, that's my founder behind me, Jim Casey. People say, "Who is that? Your dad?" No, that's the founder, Jim Casey. Uh, when I started there many many years ago, he was walking through the building on his last go around. He was in his 80s, um, and I I hid underneath a package car with a friend of mine, Rick Story. God rest his soul. And we uh, we rolled out when I saw him shuffling his feet coming down the thing. I mean, he was an older guy, but he founded our company. And I stood up and he looks at me and goes, I'm Jim. I'm Bruce Double D Mac Ray. What do you do for us? I said, I'm a splitter up on P4. He goes, splitter? Huh. By street or by zip? And I said, by street. Oh. How many cities? Three cities. And he stops. And he goes, that's one of the toughest jobs we have at UPS. And I'm going, this is the founder of our company that's telling me that now I have a tough job. I mean, 20 minutes earlier, supervisors tell me a deaf, dumb, blind man could do the job better than me. <laughs> but my founder stated that I, I am doing a, a, a great job and I, I will be there for a long time. I thought I'd win the lottery and be out. But he told me I'd be around for a long time. Um, and I, I read his stories. I've, I've got his quotes, you know, determined people working together can accomplish anything. Think of that. This is a guy that did not have an education that put himself and decided to build build a business. And look where we are now. So I take a lot of pride. And again, another tattoo on my body is my UPS shield. You know, people laugh at me. So you, you're like the illustrated man on everything that's happened in your life. You've tattooed it. Yes, I have. 
Yeah, because it's something I can take with me. No matter where I go, I've got the history almost my life on my body. Um, and I take a lot of pride in that. A little plug out for for Rick Walter's famous tattoo there in uh, uh, Sunset Beach. You know, uh, Mr. Scully is my tattooist, one of the best in the world. So there's a plug for uh, for Mr. Scully. Uh, but it's uh, uh, it's not an easy job. I say that, Paul. Our people get paid good. We have great benefits. You know, an average driver. What do you think an average driver makes at UPS now with benefits? What do you think? 120. Yeah, about 150,000. You know, big rig drivers make more than that. Our 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 part timers. When you become a part timer, and our full timers, after you've worked six months as a part timer, you have the same benefits as a full timer. So we have people that stay on part time forever. They have the, they have better benefits than most most companies give out. And as a part time worker, your pension is is you know through the Teamsters. They've got great pension benefits. You get into management, it's a whole a whole different story. You know, so it's about partnership. And everybody at UPS has the ability to purchase stock now. You know, we were a privately held company for many, many years just for managing people. And now we're a publicly traded stock. So I think that's great, too, because it, everybody gets to participate in a great organization like UPS. So there, there's my little story. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to, you know, you being a splitter and you working, I mean, I mean, I understand you, you get the proper training and everything's great, but I'm there's got to be times in, in your in your journey, especially in the beginning, and probably now more with the stress that you have in management. But there have been times where you're like, "Oh man, uh, I, this is a grind, man. I don't want to go to work today." What oh, made you go come on? Never- come on, I'd have three. I'd have three, 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 three alarm clocks. Are you kidding me? Yeah. One in my closet, one by my my head, and one in the bathroom. I didn't uh-huh. want to get up at, at two o'clock every morning and go in and split. Are you kidding me? You have uh-huh. to develop that. It's called a work ethic. And I got my work ethic from my father. He worked shift work. Every week he changed. I, I was I lived that. And at UPS, I'll tell you what, when you show up, you know, Paul, if you give a company three weeks, and I mean that, give it three weeks, not a day, not two days, you're not going to like the job in two days. It's not going to happen. But you give it three strong weeks of you showing up every day and doing your job. And if you don't like it after three weeks, then make your decision. But I guarantee you, you will have a routine and you will start enjoying your job. If you do it properly, again, I was in the best shape of my life when I was a driver, you know, and when I was a, when I was an unloader. I mean, I won't tell you how much I weigh now, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I've added on two bruises and since I became a driver, <laughs> you know. But it's the type of thing that if you do do it properly, and I mean that. Uh, we train our people and we talk about safety every day at UPS. Um, and that's made me a better dad. Sometimes a pain in the ass husband when, you know, hey, don't lift that way. Uh, honey, you know, be careful. Remember, two hands on the wheel. Remember, you know, leave your, leave a space cushion. I train drivers. Um, but it is, uh, it's not a job at UPS. It's a career. And I tell that to people. I've been there 44 years and I know I'm kind of the senior guy now around. But, you know, you look at people, I've been there 25, 30, 35 years. We got a lot of them. I got drivers that are still driving after 40 years of safe driving, 40 years as a driver, and they're still driving. You tell me how many companies have that. Very few. Very few. And yes, do you get down? Oh, I've had bad moments, had excruciating moments. I was a driver once, and I threw my keys into a field because I was so frustrated. I just can't do this job anymore. And I threw my keys. And I, okay. I sat there and cried. 
I hate my job. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I just went, oh, my God, where are my keys? It's just you. Found my keys, finished my route, came back in. You will have bad moments. In everybody's life, you have bad moments. It does not make for a bad day. If you woke up in the morning and you, you can smile, you can greet the Lord. I mean, I pray every morning. Today, today you had a special prayer for me just from following you and seeing what you do. I like to pray for people by name. But you do that. It becomes a routine for you where you take time just for your own spiritual growth. Whatever you believe in. I don't care what you believe in. If you're strong in your beliefs, stay strong in them. Don't be weak in your beliefs. If you're from, from Jewish to Muslim, I don't care who you are. My daughter Megan taught me one thing. If you show love, people will love you back. From the homeless person on the street, if you spend time with that person and sit down, don't just give them a buck. How you doing? How's your day? How did this start? What do you need? If I have something you need, I'll give it to you. You know, I could use some clean socks. Got them in my truck. Let me get some socks for you. I could use some water. I can use some hand sanitizer. Got them in my truck. Let me get them to you. It's not giving somebody a lift. It's giving somebody bare essentials that they need. And that's why I love my company so much for what we do in the, the, the sustainability side from sustainability, but from the foundation side and how many people we help. It's, I guess it's, it's my own religion. UPS is my own religion. No, that's going to get me far. Um, but you know something? That's, that's just my beliefs. It's made me a better human being of what my company does uh, for the world. And I've traveled the world with my company. I've been to everywhere from, from, from Poland to Ukraine to India to China. To, uh, we've been everywhere. Building schools that no one knows about. No one knew about it. We don't, we don't bang our drum. We go into impoverished areas of the world and we built schools that are still running right now. From communist China to the Ukraine to Poland to three different places in Mexico, um, United States, India, Mumbai, India. I mean, how many companies do that? I'm sure a lot of them do. But we don't just give money. We go in there with our people and we build something with our own hands, our own sweat, our own blood. We go there and do something for the communities that may never, ever use us. But you know something? We care about them. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned a lot about routine and, and building routine and, and getting it done, doing it over and over again. So I imagine, you know, you you being as a, a driver, I'm sure you built a great routine and probably got real comfortable in that routine because you said there's drivers there for over 40 years. So obviously, you know, obviously people have bad moments, but it sounds like there's way more good moments than bad, which is which is an awesome thing. So that had been an uncomfortable feeling to say, you know what, let me get into management. So talk about that a little bit. <laughs> uncomfortable? Well, first of all, you're never comfortable as a driver because you always have to be on. Always, even as a part-timer. You always have to think safety, safety, safety. Blinkers on, leaving yourself a space, leave yourself an out, get the big picture, on and on and on every day. So it's not like our people are out there just, oh, I've done the same thing every day. Every day brings new adventures. Going into management is being a shop steward. I was told after I accepted my management position, Bruce, they're just going to fire you. You're going to get into management, and now you no longer have the teamsters behind you. They're just going to fire you. But 
Steve, uh, uh, Steve Kissin is my tax guy. And Steve looked at me and he says, get into management. I said, well, I'm taking a huge cut in pay. Get into management. You're going to love it. And I got into management. My dad told me not to. And my tax man told me to. Um, and it's been extremely beneficial for me in the sense of the partnership, the learning. Was it scary? Yes. Um, did my, I call it the mother, beautiful mother, my ex, or the beautiful mother of my children, did she go through a lot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you go into management, they always say, you know, full-time is all the time. Well, full-time is all the time when you're in management. You're just, it's your it's your restaurant. It's your business. When you have to do something, when somebody calls, guess what? You answer your phone. If there's a need, you're there to help. If we have drivers, if we have a building that went down or something of that nature and everybody, all hands on deck. I've been all hands on deck on Christmas Day and out delivering packages as a supervisor or manager. Why? We have to service our customers, our customers first, period. That's what we have to do. And if a Christmas package was left, guess what? We made sure that was delivered. I, can I tell you a story? As a, as a, I was a driver and I had 12 packages delivered to uh, a place in Costa Mesa. So big boxes. So I pulled up the first stop of the day and no one was there. I'm like, oh, tag the door. I'll be back. I says, I'll try and be back later on today. It's Christmas Eve. So I, I delivered my route, got my route done. I had half a South Coast Plaza, huge pickup. Um, I tried again in the afternoon before my pickups. No one there. I'm like, oh, I don't want to take all these packages back. It didn't say Christmas, but you had a feeling that you have that many boxes going to a house. It had to be special. I got done with all my pickups and all my residential deliveries. It's about 10, 10 at night. And I go down the stuff. I got to make one more quick stop. There's a car in the driveway. I'm going, somebody's there. Lights are off, but there's a car in the driveway. Put my flashers on. Knock, knock, knock. UPS. Didn't want to yell it out. Knock, knock, knock. UPS. And this window opens up a little bit like that. And there's my truck with the lights flashing. You can see the UPS shield. And this woman opens the door and she like drops down. I mean, just drops down, like huddled with her hands in her face and just looking at me. And I says, I got a bunch of packages for you. And she's crying. They just moved from back east. Her husband had died. She has three children. They just got into the house and that was all their presents. They were all in their rooms. The moving company hadn't even showed up yet. They're all in their rooms and sleeping bags because that's all they had because they beat the moving trucks. And I was able to deliver all their presents. Emotional? Oh, dude, I, I cried all the way home. Now, I wanted to be home with my family. I wanted to go to midnight mass with my family. I wanted to be with my kids on Christmas Eve. I made that choice to say, hey, let's try this again and see if they're there. That has always made a lasting impression in my life that one family at one time got all their gifts after their father had passed away and the wife had all their presents and UPS, UPS made that happen. It wasn't me. It was my company. Make that attempt. Get those packages off. Uh, and that's that stayed in my soul. So when people say, hey, is Christmas important? Yeah. Because, Paul, you may be shipping something back to your mother that you haven't seen in forever or a brother or a cousin or a grandmother or just a friend. We, we, we change lives. We enhance lives at UPS by making those deliveries. And every delivery is important. On our medical side, we always state this. Every package 
is a patient. If you're getting your medication from UPS, or if you're getting a kidney dialysis, or if you're getting anything, you're a patient. Every package is a patient, which means if they don't get that package, they may die. You know, so I mean, it's uh, yeah, take it very serious. I take <laughs> I take my company very serious. Seconds mean dollars. You know, if if a plane doesn't leave on time, guess what? We may end up paying for all those packages. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to the company. Sounds like it. So it sounds like you started in, in one form of management and kind of worked your way up and then made another move to another side that you never thought about. So talk about that journey a little bit in your management. Uh, well, I was in operations most of my career. Uh, then they asked me to go to the region to be in uh, uh, community relations and public affairs. We had an issue in John Wayne Airport trying to get us into John Wayne Airport. It's a good story, but it, you know, I'll, I'll shorten it up. UPS wanted one flight into John Wayne Airport to support the communities around Orange County. We needed that flight. Most people thought we were going to be doing a 24-hour operation there and going to be flights all night long. All the millionaires, everybody's all upset and all up in arms. We need you to go to El Toro. We don't need you at John Wayne Airport. All we wanted was one flight, one flight. So for six months, I educated people. And I, I, edu I went into the... Went to some tough places. You know, when you're down in Newport Harbor and people don't want to have your jets flying over at 11, I says, guys, we're leaving at 7.15. I'm not leaving at 11. 7.15, our, our flight's out. We're done. We're out. No, but you're going to want more. You lie. You lie. You lie. And so I got a piece of paper and I wrote down, put at the top, UPS. One flight, one flight only. And then I bit my finger. I mean, I bit it. So where it bled and I signed my name in blood and I put that up on the wall and people are looking at me and I says, that's not just UPS telling you that that's Bruce double D and I don't lie, cheat or steal. My integrity is beyond reproach. Anybody that's telling you differently is lying to you. Bring them up here and have them do the same. They're lying to you. And it was, uh, changed overnight the people that hated us realized there was other people that were in it for just the money and a money grab and a property grab all i wanted was one flight and that's all we have is one flight that service the needs of orange county so i got that done and then they told me hey we're going to keep you here in the region well that's a long drive to go from long beach all the way down to lisa viejo you know every day when you're used to work in anaheim and now you're like going oh you know, and, you know, I was in, a, I think, I don't even know what I was driving at that time. I think it was a little Nissan Sentra or something. So it was just a long drive. It, it's an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half work and an hour and a half home every day. Does that weigh on a family? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it did. Um, but then again, movement made. I was back to Anaheim. You know, later on, I had an office in Anaheim. I handled the Western United States and public affairs. I was lobbying in so many different states. I have California um, meeting with all the legislators and I'm on the governor's task force. So it goes on and on and on. Being blessed to have somebody like me that sits on task force with governors, with, with trucking associations, uh, with nonprofits. Um, I'm blessed. What can I say? I mean, from from that and, and I go back to Long Beach State and what I do at Long Beach State and Long Beach City College and 
my own community. Um, sometimes it's not always dollars, it's time and giving time back. Time is the most precious commodity we all have. I tell that to people. I, I, I'm a guest lecturer at Long Beach State. I call it an adjunct professor, but I don't have a college degree, but that's what they call me when I go in. So I laugh. I say, okay, I'll take that. I'm an adjunct professor. Um, but I talk about code of conduct, ethics. I'm in the Euclea uh, School of Ethics. Um, and I, I am one of their uh, guest lecturers and guest speakers through the master's program and the ethics program there at Long Beach State. Huge, huge. I look at Mick Euclea and Louise and I look at what they've given back to the communities and what they do. I'm just honored to be there. You know, do I take money? Oh, heck no. I don't need money. You know, keep your money. I just like being able to educate kids and hopefully some of them will come out and they'll be a UPSer or graduate and come to UPS. You know, the opportunities in our company, I call it, it's almost like being a being a sheriff. You join a sheriff, you could be the mounted police, you could be reserves, you could be, there's so many different opportunities to becoming a sheriff. Um, and at UPS, you have so many different opportunities, industrial engineering, uh, plant engineering, health and safety, HR, security, operations, feeder trucks, public affairs, community, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, and that's where I look at, at, at the U today and why they need a degree. I've been blessed because I learned at UPS. I learned everything I do at UPS. Um, and, uh, th of course, through my family. My, my family still teaches me. They teach me a lot. They teach me to be humble. My daughter, Megan, is just an absolute saint. Um, I've learned more from, from a young woman that got her degree, um, worked at Fox Sports on Fuel TV. When her mother and I went through our divorce, she called me and said, I'm quitting my job. And I says, oh, sweet mother Jesus, no. No, Megan, what are you going to do? I'm going to move to Peru and study with the shamans in the rainforest. And I just looked at what, no, that's a cool idea. I'll support that. Are you kidding me? Why would I not support something like that? I moved to Hawaii. So, you know, and that's what she did. And she came back a whole different human being. Enhanced. Um, and again, that's what we do at UPS. We enhance lives. But again, if you live in Long Beach, what do we do here? Paul, you're from Long Beach. Look around. Walk the streets. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Walk in and get coffee. How's everybody doing? Everybody's good. We all talk to each other. No matter where you're at, we're from Long Beach. We take care of each other. Do we have some bad areas on Long Beach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. But we're Long Beach. You know, do we have, are we all dysfunctional families? Oh, I, I come from a dysfunctional family. You know, some family members I don't want to talk to every now and then, you know. See you at Christmas, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's the same way we have in our own, our own city, but you something, you don't mess with Long Beach. You don't, don't mess with my family. You don't mess with Long Beach. We're all here together as one, you know, we have some new elected officials um, that have, have, have come in now, you know, Rex is going to be a great man. I'm excited about Rex um, and, and excited about some of the new changes that we have. Wally as our new uh, police chief. Outstanding. Chief Luna, the new sheriff of L.A. County. Wow. Good for him. You know, I happen to be the president and chairman of the uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Youth Foundation. I'm excited about the chief. Um, it, it, it's, it's, but we continue as a nonprofit either way. If, if Alex had been there the, or Chief Luna, whoever, we're a nonprofit side of L.A. County Sheriff helping the youth stay in school stay off drugs, 
continue on and get a college education. That's what we want here. Look at Long Beach, Long Beach City College. If you're a Long Beach citizen, do you have to pay for college at Long Beach City? Nope. It's free. So if you're not going to college, shame on you because it's free. There's nothing you need to do anymore. It's free. Go to school. Well, I, I have to ask you this question. The person you were in 1979 when you started UPS to when you are now, did you even imagine what was going to go on through all that 44 years of experience? I, 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 uh, I you know, I, I won't get emotional on it. I, I am, I am a better human being. I said because of my company, my God, my nation, my company, my family. I had no idea where I'd be. And to be able to do what I do now, I'm simple. <laughs> I mean, I, I work in my garage. I could work in my office. They just don't have the bandwidth for me to do Zoom meetings. Um, I don't need much. I've never needed anything. Um, my, I tithe. If you, I, I tithe a lot. Probably about fifty percent of my salary gets tied to nonprofits. Why? Well, I don't need much. You know, my family shakes their heads. You got to stop this. Why? Well, you know, you got to save for your retirement. I'll be all right. I mean, I have coffee. I've got you know good bandwidth on my on my Zoom meetings. I've got a I've got a great house, a beautiful wife, a great dog, grandbabies. What what does people need? You know, I mean, I, I no, I didn't realize I'd be here. I had no idea. My twin brother has a double master's. He was a teacher. God bless Barry. I taught uh, autistic and especially handicapped. My brother Rob got uh, went to college and he became a detective out of Riverside County Sheriff. Retired. My sister Valerie. Uh, has her master's degree in art. She's taught all over, you know, all over. She's retired. I'm still working, you know, and and, and I remember my dad saying, hey, do you want us to put you through college? No, I like to work. I need to make money, dad. Why? I just like to be able to have money and be able to spend money and give money away. One, one of the, the best times of my life as a father to be walking into, it was Hoff's Hut on 2nd Street. And we walk into Hoff's Hut with my kids. I think it was Lucille's at the time. And we walked in with my son and, and my whole family. And Jake looked at me and said, Dad, give me a second. I'll be in there in a second. Okay. And we all walked in. I says, what's he doing? You know, go put another quarter in the meter? And he went and sat on a curb next to a homeless person or however they want to call them. Somebody who was without, I don't even know. I mean, there's so many words now that people use. The person was on the street. And he sat there and put his arm around him and he had five bucks and gave the guy five bucks. My son's got his arm around him and patted his back. It's going to be okay. I had to go, to, I had to go up in the restroom and cry. I mean, yes, they've seen me do things of that nature. Yes. They know that I'm passionate about everybody. I love human life. I love human life. Um, I don't like mean people. We don't like mean people. I, I treat you with respect. Treat me with respect. You show me love. I will show you love. You're mean at me. I'll show you a little love, but if you continue being mean at me, oh, I had a whole other side of me. You know, don't, don't, don't threaten people. But that was so it so profound on my soul that that was my son. That wasn't me. I didn't tell him to do that. He did it. He loves. He's passionate about Long Beach. Now, again, that's why he works for you know a real estate company, Ben Fisher here. Why? Because they're passionate about Long Beach. Finding people to stay in Long Beach, finding people homes in Long Beach, finding people where they can raise their families in Long Beach. I could have moved anywhere. 
I mean, Paul, I made I made enough money at UPS. All my partners live down south. I mean, they're in Laguna and San Clemente, and they got these beautiful homes. And I won't say the person's name, but I was one of my part. <laughs> I was one of my partners. We drove out down my street, and he locked his door. And I'm <laughs> laughing, and I'm laughing, and I just went. He just like put his elbow up and locked the door, and I'm like going. <laughs> and then I pulled up to my house, and they were, had some work being done on the outside. And he looks at me, so one of your rentals? No, no, it's it's where I live. That's where I live. I mean, I had a vacant house two doors down. I had a, uh, a, 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 a house that had a lot of drug activity, another two doors down. I chose my neighborhood because we could invoke change. And my neighborhood is one probably one of the safest neighborhoods and one of the close-knit neighborhoods in all of Long Beach. You work through it. You could leave. Excuse me. You could leave and move someplace else that you know you think is going to be better. It's not. You stay where you're at and make it better. You stay where it at and help your community. If you have a neighbor that hasn't mowed their grass in a while, bring your lawnmower out and ask him, "Hey, can I mow your grass for you, just to help out?" Well, that'd be great. We don't have a mower. Our, our mower broke like a month ago. We just haven't been able to afford a new mower. Let me help. Will you guys come up and pick up the the trimmings? Oh, you bet. Who would have thought? Everybody going around says, oh, they just don't even mow their yard, blah, blah, blah. And you knock on the door and you bring your mower and you blow her down and you just clean it up. That's about what it is. All the kids at Long Beach State walk right down my street. And now I'm working with Chris over at Long Beach Street. And I says, if they're going to use our street to walk back and forth to the dorms, let's get a stoplight or let's get you know a crossing walk there so they're not walking across a, a busy street. So we're working on that right now. Again, it takes the neighborhood and, and Long Beach State to work together. Neighborhood and the police departments to work together. Neighborhood and the fire departments to work together. And if we do that, there's nothing that could be better than living in the city of Long Beach. I, at least that's my belief. Amen. So you're in. Sounds like you're in the Los Altos uh, area. I am right on Britain Drive. Yes, sir. Right across from Mini Gas School. Please don't come and aid my house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every 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 Halloween. I have a line of people because every Halloween I have, you know, the big bowl of candies. I get the the little little candy bars and you can take two and move on. Or you can answer a common, you know, question, maybe about government or about geography or whatever, uh, and get a big candy bar. It's usually fourth grade level and above. Um, and I, I do that every year. So I, I you know, we got, a, I think we've had 140, 140 something people this past year and a good majority of them knew who the president and the vice president was last year 165 people and no one knew who the vice president was last year so at least they went home and studied but this is college kids too you'd be amazed at what people know you know you know you you know who what's on what is a uh south park whatever who's the kid that can't talk oh kenny who's the vice president of the united states i have no idea okay all right, this shows us where we're going, you know. But again, it's if you don't if you don't hold people accountable, or if you don't ask the right questions, or you don't open doors, um, the doors will remain closed, you know. So, and that's why again, I do a lot of scholarships at Long Beach State. I work with a, a number of different groups, Long Beach City College with Randy Tutorp. I'm on the athletic board. We give them a, a decent size of money. It's personal dollars. St. Joseph's Grade School, helping my daughter out. Uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Youth Foundation. I'm doing this for the day of giving. 
but USS Iowa, I work with them. Uh, Orange County Share. I mean, it just goes on and on. If you give yourself and donate time back to some of these organizations that do so much in their communities and neighborhoods, how can you not be blessed? Paul, how can you not? How can I not wake up positive every morning, even though that, you know, I got a cold and yeah, I get a headache and blah, 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 blah. If you want to be positive, you can be. Is it tough? Yes. Can you be happy every day? Most definitely. Is it tough? Hold on one second. USA just scored a goal. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I got it on. So I'm just like, uh, sorry, we just scored a goal. <laughs> no problem. Uh, get on. So, uh, um, but yeah, it's a choice. Paul, it's a choice. And we've been friends on Facebook and stuff for a while. And you're very, you know, positive in Long Beach. We have a lot of negative people in Long Beach. A lot of people that will always look at the negative side of Long Beach and how come you're not doing this? How come you're not doing this? And I just want, folks, you make the change. Don't ask somebody to do something you won't do. You know, why are you eating? Why are you eating meat? Well, what you got to get rid of petroleum. All petroleum products need to go. And I says, well, okay. There goes your computers. There goes your televisions. There goes your so. I mean, do people realize what petroleum products do? I'm a sustainable guy. I believe in it, but I also drive a 54 Merc. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, is that going to become electric every, anytime soon? Well, probably not in my lifetime. In my grandchildren's lifetime? Probably, if they can come up with a sustainable solution. But UPS is all about sustainability. We're always looking what can do better, what can be better, much like the city of Long Beach does. Yeah, and you're heavily involved. You mentioned Long Beach State quite a bit. You're heavily involved with the athletic program, with scholarships. Uh, talk about that a little bit. And it's and it's funny too, is because I I see you at at basketball games on the on the floor. And at one year, I believe the students had your face for the free yeah. throws. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you have a good relationship with the athletic program. If they have I give them place. a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I give them. I, I you know I tithe a lot of dollars there, and I don't want anything for return. They named the floor after me for the volleyball, um, and and I I do tithe there. I do believe in tithing back. Uh, for somebody that didn't go to college, you know, why? Well, my son's the associate head coach there. So that's a good reason why too, but I've been given there before that. Um, my, my current wife, Barbie, she played there. She played softball there. She was a pitcher. Um, is that why I give? No, I give to give people a chance. I give to help people out. I give because the student athletes appreciate it. You know, uh, there's so many things that people can give to Long Beach State to help out. Not every athlete gets a full meal every day. No, they're on they're on scholarship. Not all of them are on scholarship. There's a lot of walk-ons. So what I do is I I I pay for during the year that that like the men's volleyball team gets a meal every day. Is it pricey? Uh, I won't tell you what I give, but you know if they put your name on the floor. You know you're given a you know you're given a lot. Um, I don't ask for anything in return. I don't never have. Uh, they do give me cool stuff though. I mean, I got my Long Beach hat. You know, they they give me some uh, uh, they give me they give me some nice swag and stuff like that. Um, but it's just it's helping making enhancing the youth of today so they will give tomorrow. The youth of today, those kids will be legislators. They'll be in power. Uh, they will. They will be the leaders of organizations that I hope will 
will help the old people like me when I'm in my 70s and 80s, knock on wood, I make it that long. Um, but yeah, I do believe in tithing in Long Beach State. I believe in our president, Jane Connolly, a wonderful, wonderful human being, um, and, and all the athletic staff. It's hard for me to say no to them when they call. I wish they would call other people sometimes. <laughs> <clears throat> because I always, you know, Barbie will look at me and she'll come in here and she just goes, um, did you give another? Yeah, I did. Uh, any reason why? Ah, you know, they needed it. You know, it's just, it's, it's just what I do. Um, Long Beach City is the same thing. I don't give the same amount to Long Beach City. Randy Tutorp is the dean over there in their athletic department, but, but you know, I tie some over there, but the majority of my dollars that I tie goes to Long Beach State. Now, again, they're right across the street from me. Why wouldn't I support a university that's right across the street from my house? Do I have access? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They give me a parking. I get to park anywhere, but in a in a in a handicap zone or a, a red zone, which is kind of cool for me because I, you know, I just like going around saying hi. I also support the chief and the and the police department over there. Um, I give them, I tie them some money. Why? Because they don't get a lot of money from the state and they need things like a mat room or need some some additional things to support the police officers there. You know, if you didn't know that they can go into a mile around the university, they can patrol that area. So if you have an issue with with Long Beach State athletes or not athletes, but Long Beach State students in your neighborhood or something, call Long Beach State PD. They'll send a unit over. More fun. You know, and they respond very, very quickly. Um, but it is about tithing. And in, in, in my beliefs, not that I'm this Bible toter, uh, but you got to give back. And Paul, I got to tell you, every, <laughs> I love this, every dollar I give, it comes back to me double or threefold the next year. Don't know how. Maybe it's an investment that took off or maybe it's this property that one. I don't know. But every time I tithe, I get it back threefold the next year. And people ask, you know, well, what do you need from me? And a lot of us say, hey. Pray for me. Lift, lift up a prayer. Be positive. Wake up in the morning and do something for somebody that can never do something for you. If you do that, make me feel like I felt when Jake gave that person $5 with his arm around him. Do that for somebody. Be kind. And if everybody can be kind for a day, take me home, Lord. You know, my mansion's ready and the train has arrived. I'm ready to go. I would love to see that. Um, and Paul, I... I see that more in our city than I do in any other city. I see it more in Long Beach, you know, from from the the turkey trots that our our buddy does in the turkey trots to the nonprofits, you know, Long Beach Blast of helping kids and bringing college students into the grade schools and helping junior high and high school kids. Who to thunk it? You know, we got some great things going in our city, and we have great leaders in our city. Not all of them have been great. But I'm looking forward to the uh, to the new generation of what's coming in. So I think I think we have some bright bright horizons on our future. We sure do. And obviously, you are out and about in the Long Beach community. So uh, tell us a good uh, good few places to get some food. You ready? Okay, I'm, I'm a I am I am a new I'm a new partner in one of my favorite restaurants of the whole wide world. It's called Boathouse on the Bay with Johnny Morris, baby. Johnny Morris. I am a minor partner. I mean, I mean minor. I mean, it's so little. It's so little. But you know, some boathouse is one of my favorite places. Uh, I love boathouse on the bay. Uh, just for the not if if for anything for the sunsets 
and what the sunsets bring. Um, I'm also a, a, a partner in uh, um, Patty's Place. That's over in Seal Beach. Love people to go to Patty's Place. Ask for Nick. Tell him you met Bruce. Uh, but we have so many great restaurants in our city. Um, you know, there's a, a, a what's the Sheldrake's Coffee on Second Street. That's all I drink, folks. Sheldrake's Coffee. Mike Sheldrake on, on Second Street. I've been going there since 1976. I think 1976 is when I started drinking coffee and going to Sheldrake's Coffee. We got some new Italian places that are opening up. Obra. If you ever been to a place, Obra. Have you been to Obra's? I have on, not. Where's that oh, at? PCH and Loins Drive. It's a little bakery. Oh, oh, you get the breakfast sandwich. Just ask, ask for Caesar and get the breakfast sandwich. Unbelievable. One of the most delicious breakfast sandwiches that I've ever had. Uh, I've been Mexico. on the uh, on the is it uh, on the mark right there is on the mark or there's a uh, the the brights or the spot little restaurant oh the it's, spot yeah the, it's the spot it's yeah. over in the in the it's over in the uh, uh, right next to the beauty salon and the uh, the cigar shop or the smoke shop but Obra yeah. uh, I, I used to Obra. go to Picarelli's oh my god everybody I love Picarelli's you yeah. kidding me yeah he had his mom's minute or uh, uh, bean soup that was just oh. <laughs> yeah, I miss him. God rest his soul. What a what yeah. a great restaurant that was too. Um, there's a Mexitani. I don't know if you heard of Mexitani. It's on Stearns. It's on Stearns and uh, uh, Palo Verde. Oh, oh mean, it took over the uh, Stearns and Palo Verde. So took, it's, it's by Mario, then, right? Right next, right next. Not to uh, is it more? No, Avenue Three. Oh, across Avenue the three. street, across the street, in front of the uh, behind the Taco Bell there. Right, right, right. Oh, oh my. For a little mom and pop shop. Fluffy goes there. If you know Fluffy, the comedian. Yeah, oh, get I the know burrito. Fluffy. Get the chicken burrito uh, to die for. I mean, there's so many places. You can eat at a different place in Long Beach and never have to worry about eating another meal anywhere. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've had a lot of restaurants that are closed. That bum me out. I mean, it's just, we have some great, great restaurants. Um, but more of them that are opening up. You know, you said Mari's. My God, that's the best pizza. Yeah. I love Mari's Pizza. Cheers to Mari's. Yeah. But I'm thinking, where else? Oh, my God. That's I, I If I start, I mean, I'm try, I'm dieting. I'm back at LA Fitness. So uh, uh, once my cough goes away, uh, I'm back over at the gym. And it's just uh, I got to start watching what I eat and start getting a healthier Bruce. That's for doggone sure. <laughs> but I let a plug out. I'm going to put a plug out uh, for Dr. Appleby. Uh, Dr. Appleby and uh, uh, Dr. Steve. Um, these are two of the greatest doctors in the, in the world that saved my life. I had open heart surgery over at Memorial Hospital, and Dr. Surgeon Dr. Betancourt is one that operated on me. But Long Beach Memorial, love you all. Uh, if you're listening to this blog, anybody from Long Beach Memorial, you saved my life. Uh, you gave me a, uh, you gave me a second chance at life, and maybe that's why it ties so much because I was uh, I should be dead, and then I realized you can't take it with you at all, other than my tattoos. Um, but you know, you, you can't take it with you. And so that's why I tied back because of, uh, the great work they did with me at Longish Memorial. So, uh, uh, cheers to them too. That's, that's fantastic. Well, is there anything you want to leave our, our viewers with any words of wisdom? I know you've got a lot. Oh, it's, I'm like, come on. I'm a lobbyist. Look up. I think, I think you said eight words and I talked for 45 minutes, <laughs> but you know, something, if, if you can wake up, you can be kind. Um, I, I always use my 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 founder determined people working together can accomplish anything. 
Um, I believe in that. I believe in working together. We have to work together. Uh, if, if we don't, uh, shame on us. Um, be humble. Uh, it's taken me a long time to, to state that. Be humble. Listen more uh, than talking. <laughs> and, I, and I love to talk. And I think that's what I've learned over my years is to listen because you'll grab more from that. But if you can be kind to someone every day, uh, if you can do random acts of kindness for one person every day, no matter what, I don't care if it's opening up a door, uh, your life will be better. If you can enhance the lives of one person a day, uh, you are good to go for another day. Look up, make God smile. And do you have to pray? No. Can you look up to whatever your beliefs are and just smile? I think that's that's probably good enough. That's probably good enough just to thank you. And I end with please and thank you. When you're dealing with wait staff, when you're dealing with anybody in the same, say, say thank you. If somebody asks you, you need more water, please. Um, please and thank you, I think are two of the words that we all could use more of. So, Paul, I'm, I'm blessed and honored that you called me, wanted me a part of this blog. Uh, I love that you love Long Beach uh, as much as I do. Uh, that's what it's about. We are Long Beach Nation, folks. Long Beach Nation. I'm a Raider Nation guy, too, but that's a whole other story. Glad we didn't get into that one. Um, but it's. Uh, uh, I hope to see you at a, at a game. If I have an empty seat next to me, Paul, you come on down and sit with me, all right? That, that sounds great. I, I plan on going to a lot of them. I love going to uh, Long Beach State basketball games. Um, I, they're, they're a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm planning uh, walking up and, and saying hi to you when I, when, I, when I go. You got it, man. You got it. Well, well from Bruce, Bruce Double D to Paul, thank you so much. And uh, God bless you all. And whatever your beliefs are, stay true in your beliefs. Merry Christmas. Hey, and if you didn't know, I am the Grand Marshal of the Belmont Shore Christmas Parade. Uh, that's coming up uh, uh, this Saturday in Belmont Shores. So uh, being the Grand Marshal, I'm pretty excited about that. That's going to be fun. Right on. It's been a Long Beach thing. Thank you for tuning into It's a Long Beach thing. Please tune in next time for another great episode. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.